In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. Our Lord does not make himself known to our eyes of flesh. We do not live by sight, for we live by faith. And that is how we see our Lord in our earthly lives, by faith. We see our Lord with our eyes of faith in spite of what our fleshly eyes see. This is foolishness to the world, even foolishness to our flesh, but it is the wisdom of God. This is what our Lord showed to the disciples on the road to Emmaus on the afternoon of his resurrection. They had indeed, these two disciples, known and regarded Christ according to the flesh, but they would regard him as such no longer. They had seen him with their eyes, they had touched him with their hands. But now Christ will be known to them only by faith, extraordinarily hidden in ordinary places. Cleopas and the other Emmaus disciple recognize Christ and they will continue to recognize him in the breaking of the bread. It is for this very reason that Jesus hid himself from their eyes, or rather, that he shut their eyes while he walked with them on the road, so that during that conversation they would not recognize him. He wants to be known to them by faith. For what the eyes of the fallen flesh see can be deceiving. Things are not always as they appear. What their eyes saw led them to grief and despair. They had seen the Lord whom they so loved and trusted taken away from them. They had seen him betrayed by one of his friends, arrested, unjustly found guilty, delivered to Pontius Pilate, sentenced to death at the hands of sinners. They had seen him flogged, beaten, in agony, crucified, dying on the cross. And they had seen him dead, taken down from the cross placed into a tomb, a stone rolled in front of the entrance to the tomb, and a guard of soldiers set at the entrance. That is what they knew by sight, and it led them to despair and hopelessness, for they by sight knew that Christ was dead, never to rise again. It would have been foolish after all to think otherwise. Conversely, by sight, they failed to grasp things namely the reality that Christ was raised from the dead never to die again. They failed to recognize from the scriptures that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer at the hands of sinners and then to enter into his glory to rise again on the third day. They failed to see that these prophetic scriptures were being fulfilled in the person of Jesus and that it was Jesus himself who was speaking to them. And so Jesus spends the afternoon opening up to their eyes of faith the scriptures, showing them from Moses, from the Psalms, from the prophets, what was necessary to happen for their salvation, that it was necessary that Christ die, be buried, 
and rise again from the dead. And then finally, after they get to Emmaus and they invite him to stay with them, they sit down at table and he breaks the bread. He blesses it and gives it to them and their eyes are open and they recognize him and then he immediately veils himself from their sight. And yet, as soon as they can no longer see Jesus with their eyes, they are filled with the joy that dispels all their grief and sadness. For their eyes of faith have been opened, and the eyes of faith do not deceive. They now know and believe that Christ is risen from the dead. And although they know this in part because they have seen it with their eyes, they believe it because they know it by faith, which has been given to them by God. They recognized him in the breaking of the bread, which is just uh, New Testament technical lingo for the sacrament of the altar. They recognized him in the breaking of the bread, that blessed sacrament, where he promised to be with them, with his very flesh and blood forgiving their sins. And so it is that when they return to Jerusalem, they do not report to the disciples as of first importance that they recognized Jesus by his appearance while they were walking on the road. Of course not. They report to the disciples as of first importance that they recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. It was in the breaking of the bread that strengthened their faith and revealed the risen Christ to them. It was the breaking of the bread that made them wise unto salvation and conquered the folly of their senses. It was the breaking of the bread that overcame the failure of their fleshly sight and opened their eyes of faith to behold Christ where he desires to be known. And in this, in seeing Christ by faith, in believing him, in this they were blessed. They were not blessed because they saw, they were blessed because they believed. Just as you are blessed, you who believe over and against your senses, that Christ is present with the bread and the wine in the Lord's Supper. As I said at the beginning of the sermon, we do not see our Lord with our eyes of flesh, but with the eyes of faith. Your senses do not reveal Christ's presence in the sacrament. Your nose smells only bread and wine. Your tongue tastes only bread and wine. Your mouth feels only bread and wine. Your eyes see only bread and wine. But things are not as they appear. Our eyes of flesh, our senses can be deceiving. But faith never deceives. So blessed are you who have not seen and who yet believe. For here, this altar and the sacrament of the altar, Christ makes himself known to you, not by your senses, but by faith. Though you do not apprehend this by your senses, the bread and the wine truly are the body and the blood of Jesus. The same body that those disciples saw nailed to the cross, dead, placed into a tomb. The same blood they saw pouring from his hands and feet, his head and his side. And the same body and the same blood which the disciples saw risen from the dead, 
the same body and blood that ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. This is the same body and the same blood that you smell, touch, and taste, not by earthly senses, of course, but by faith. Because the Holy Spirit has given you the gift of faith, you recognize Christ in the breaking of the bread here at this altar. He reveals himself to you here to deliver to you that forgiveness which he won on the cross by his death and by his resurrection. He gives you his body and blood to grant you joy and peace and to grant you life that leads to eternal salvation. It's all right here every week. To be sure, it's foolish by human standards. It's foolish to the world that Christ would dwell with us and forgive our sins by means of bread and wine. But so also was Christ's crucifixion foolish by human standards. So foolish that Christ's enemies mocked him and his disciples were left hopeless. But we know that in the foolishness of the cross was God's wisdom. And there salvation was won for us by the shedding of Christ's blood. So also the wisdom of God is manifested in the foolishness of bread and wine, delivering to us the salvation which Christ purchased by his all atoning sacrifice and his victorious resurrection. We are willing to be counted as fools by the world for believing in a God that dwells among us in bread and wine, just as the Emmaus disciples and the other 12 were willing to be reckoned as fools for believing in the resurrection of Christ and preaching salvation in him alone. Let the world count us as fools, for God has shown to us the wisdom of salvation through the foolishness that is the Lord's Supper. May the Lord grant unto us such faith to believe this, that the salvation of the cross, the very body and blood of Jesus, are given to us with bread and wine. We don't see it, but blessed are they who have not seen and yet believed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.